Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. All right, so a lot of you know that the Noble family consists of myself, of course, my bride, Gina. And then we have four kids. We have Hayden, who's 28. We have Amelia, who's 25. She'll be 26 in February. Clay is 22. Caroline is 18. So having two daughters, one is 18. She'll be 19 right after Christmas at University of North Carolina, Wilmington. And then another daughter in uh, Manhattan. One of the things you find out as your daughters get older in the day and times that we live in, uh, as they are considering uh, perhaps finding somebody to uh, seriously date and then potentially to marry, one of the biggest problems they are facing these days is there just aren't a lot of men. There's a lot of boys out there, a lot of immature boys, a lot of boys that never grew up who have extended adolescence uh, perhaps right up until middle age, but I hear it from them pretty regularly, that the pickings are slim and uh one of the big reasons we have a slim pickings when it comes to boys versus men is we basically don't raise men. We raise boys as a culture. And I think we struggle with it inside the church as well. So if we're going to talk about uh, building men in a boy culture, there's really only one person that we should talk to. That, of course, is Alan Hahn from Iron Academy, the founder and CEO, chief educational officer, ironacademy.org. And I can't believe this. Year number 11. Alan, how are you? It's good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you. Yes, 11 years. How, how did that, how, how did any of this happen? Uh, Bob's, uh, Bob, Bob uh, Newman is back in with us as well, who's one of the teachers over at Iron Academy, and we'll get Bob in here uh, shortly. But because you and I go back a ways. Yes. Uh, prior to any of this stuff, prior to call to action, prior to radio, prior to teaching, prior to Iron Academy, it's crazy where the Lord has taken us. But 11 years, how, how do you, how do you, process that for you personally with iron academy and year number 11 that doesn't even compute to me like i can't figure it out well <laughs> it, it's been the most difficult thing i've ever done but i will say most of us get called to do something by the creator of the universe and sometimes it's multiple things in our lives and i feel sorry for the people who don't answer that call mm. It doesn't mean I'm the mo a best person for it, but if God right. calls us to do this thing, even though these last 11 years have been really difficult, they've been the greatest 11 years of my life. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, because there's a lot of meat on that bone. It's not always easy to extract the meat or to find it in the first place. What, but there the, is a lot of meat on there. Yes. One of the funny things, though, is when we started the school, we are thinking, okay, Iron Academy is uh, iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. We're here to sharpen these young men. What I didn't realize is the dullest instrument in the drawer was, was Alan Hahn, <laughs> and all the sharpening was going to be happening on me over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. Well, that's one of the things. I think that's why the scriptures give us a hearty warning if you're going to step up and teach, that th there's, there's a lot of challenges there uh, because if you're humble at all, you realize that, like you said, you're the dullest knife in the drawer. Perhaps your driveway doesn't make it all the way to the street, yet the, yet the Lord calls you anyway. Uh, and that's the, there's, there's like, if you look at the life of David, there's what David could do. And then there's only what God could do through David. 
So there is a line of embarkation that you cannot pass. You do the best that you can, and you leave the, le- the rest of the Lord. So here we are in year 11. How does Iron Academy look today versus what you were envisioning when you first started? Well, good question. I, I actually thought it was going to be much easier than this, uh, <laughs> but it hasn't been. And some of the things that I thought would look a little bit different, uh, you know, we're not, we, we don't have the, the grand facilities that some places have. We don't have uh, maybe the, the, the community all that we might have, I didn't, you know, those things. Yeah. But what we have, the culture is something that I never could have predicted. And oh, man. how how he has used us and taught us and how he continues to teach us how to reveal his perfect design in these young men has been extraordinary. And the, to see the, the, the culture of the school develop into what it is and for the staff and all of us to know what we're doing better every day, yeah. had no idea what that was going to look like. I love where we are there. There was an obvious and enormous, almost incalculable need for Iron Academy 11 years ago. I mean, today... And it's shocking, really, how how much bigger the need is just 11 years later. Who could have foreseen this? What we're doing to biblical masculinity, uh, even if we don't go to biblical masculinity, what we're doing with our understanding of biblical gender. Right. It, uh, who could have anticipated that? Right. And the attacks on, on manhood, on on God's how God created us as individuals— Never saw any of that coming. So, yeah, we're more necessary today than ever before oh, because man. there's no safe place for young men to go and be young men right. with high expectations and accountability and also to have fun doing it. Well, to be a young man is antithetical to the culture. To be a young Christian man is outright offensive. And now, 11 years ago, we're talking, how can you turn uh, boys into men? And now we're talking about how can you get a boy to understand he actually is one? Or that he wasn't uh, uh, put in the wrong body. I mean, it's really gotten increasingly more psychotic as we go. And, and that's why the call to teach uh, for you with Iron Academy and with me, you know, kind of as a side gig for the last 11 years and as, as, as it's grown, uh, I, I, I put out some emails today since it's Giving Tuesday. And I'm like, listen, you just look at me as a tool in the shed or Alan as a tool in the shed. And, and in my case, what would you rather have me do, talk to our crowd or teach them? And and it's no, there's no question that it's right. way more important to to reach into the younger uh, generation than it is to deal with our own, and and we're both there, and and that's why I've always loved Iron Academy and appreciated what you do. Uh, you always will say I jumped before you did, but you jumped before I did when it came to education. But yet here we are, and praise the Lord for it. Hey, as long as we we are following God's call, and we're being obedient. Well, that's all we can do when He calls us to do something. We have two choices: yeah, obedience or disobedience. That's right. It's not complicated. No, the Christian life really isn't that complicated. <laughs> Usually, it's just yes or no. When when we when we come back from the break, I want to unpack some more about the word honor. But but has that changed for you guys in the last eleven years? What does it mean to pursue honor? Yeah, we've had to focus more on virtue and vice. And what God says is good versus what God says is bad, because increasingly what we're seeing in the secular world is targeted attempts to confuse. Yeah. And, well, of course, Romans tells us we have exchanged the truth for a lie, but the Bible is being borne out every day more and more. More and more. Yeah, yeah. Romans chapter 1, where I park a lot, I tell people if you want to make sense of the of the universe, if you want to make sense of mankind, if you want to make sense of 2023, I'd, my, my students are probably so sick of hearing this. I'm like, just go read Romans 1. And you can really, this will sound terrible, you can skip the first 15 or 18 or 
20 passages. But after that, it makes it all perfectly clear, which is why we're talking about it. We'll be right back. What are you guys going to do after December 22nd, my last live radio show, when you turn on Christian radio and you don't hear secular rock and roll music? What are you going to do then? See, so think about that. Uh, welcome back. It's Steve Noble and the Steve Noble Show with my dear brother, Alan Hahn from Iron Academy. Ironacademy.org is the website because uh, biblical manhood is never an accident. And also Bob Newman is with us, who's in his fourth year teaching at Iron Academy, uh, West Point grad, military, uh, retired from the army and also a headmaster in a couple of places, South Korea, Afghanistan, and Argentina. So we're going to get into that, Bob, and it's good to see you. Thanks for coming back. Appreciate uh, it. Did you have a choice, by the way, or did Alan just say, hey, you're on the radio today? No, Alan always gives us a choice. So there's a chain of commands always. to oh, some of extent. Course. Of course. <laughs> Academy. We were talking about honor, uh, Alan. So, so honor in terms of the notion of it, 11 years ago when Iron Academy started versus today. And then, Bob, I'd like you to kind of bring that military expertise and background in here. So because a lot of the, the concepts and, the, and even the language that you use at Iron Academy is going to show up in a military context. Mm-hmm. But one obviously focused on Scripture, one not. Can we, can we bring those together? So I, I want to I explore that a little bit. But, I, but honor, Alan, 11 years ago versus today. Has it, has it morphed? Has it changed at all? Or is, it just, is the need just bigger? We don't, we don't believe God's virtue, what he says is good, has changed at all. Amen. Our job is to discover what that is. Uh, so, no, that has not changed. Uh, people's perception of that has changed. <laughs> and I think one of the effects of the school is as the culture moves from the Bible, from a, a biblical worldview, more and more and more, uh, what we are attracting are increasingly, I would say, radical Christ followers, people who want something very different for their sons, who want to live differently, who want their homes to look different, who who want a biblical worldview and biblical practice in their homes. So that has, has been a, a steady shift that we've seen over the last 11 years. Yeah, and, and, and I think probably COVID had an interesting impact on that just because people became a little bit more aware. Yeah. If, if their sons or daughters uh, were in – the public school, all of a sudden they're watching. They get to be an observer mm. from the comfort of their own kitchen. And what we observed was not uh, honorable, to say the least. So, so Bob, again, so West Point, retired from the Army, headmaster in several different countries. And, and I want to get into your passion for education. But what about honor from a military perspective versus what you guys are doing at Iron Academy? Well, uh, there's a lot of similarities. It's, it's to an ideal. At West Point, there was duty, honor, country. And your honor was to uh, protect your country and do the right thing for your country. Unfortunately, at the time, it was thought that um, the country wouldn't wouldn't go the wrong way or wouldn't take a radical turn, and uh, that has led to uh, disagreements. It's led to a lot of a lot of issues. It's the as Alan was talking about, what is the meaning of honor? And is honor to country the same as doing honor to God? And that's where the discrepancy mm-hmm. is. I believe country is below God. Uh, our definition of, uh, of what our country means and what it stands for has changed over the years. Uh, what God's word is has not changed. Yeah. Yeah. There's an immovable standard versus a negotiable one. Yes. When did you graduate from West Point? 
1977. Yeah, so America's a little different today, and the military's a little different today. Do you think the military, and I don't want to spend much time on this, but has the military lost the notion of honor? Is it that far gone because how woke it is, or, or am I just listening to conservative websites and talkers too much? I don't think it's lost the notion of honor, just what exactly that honor is, I think is varied based upon your age, your experiences, um, your cultural yeah. biases today. Uh, Alan, you mentioned uh, the quote-unquote boy problem uh, was one thing 11 years ago. It's it's different today, <clears throat> and we and you know we all know about the gender thing. But you also mentioned something in the first segment about uh, I can't remember the exact phrase, but but I would say the cultural indoctrination. It's almost like you're pulling young men out of uh, a cultural cult because their perspective is so much different because they're getting flooded over these years as young men by the iPhone, by social media, by TikTok, yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so social media forces have have only increased in their ability to to affect young people. Uh, I would say when we started 11 years ago, the effect of social media on young people was much less than it is today. Yeah. Uh, it's and I can't say it's when I say it's very good at what it does. It, it sounds like there's a big brother out there doing these things, and there may be. But yeah, his name is Satan, by the way. But yeah. keep going. Uh, but it's easy for our young people to get uh, to get swallowed up by this and to think that there's only one way of thinking. And to to think biblically is to be uh, unkind, is to be unloving, and which right. is completely untrue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we have to combat that. But what we're seeing because at, at the battle lines have been drawn, and it's hard for you to be on the fence about anything anymore because the sides are so completely different. Uh, that doesn't mean we need to treat God's people or God's created people as enemies, but we need to treat his word as our foundation. And increasingly what we're seeing is people are willing to do that or they're abandoning that. So I used to work in a, a fine dining restaurant when I was in college. And if you ever make a chicken stock or a vegetable stock or a seafood stock, you start with a big pot of water, you start with some leftover vegetables, you boil it down over 18, 24 hours, and you get the essence and you something you can cook with, something that's useful and flavorful. Well, the Christian church is kind of like that today. We've got all this water and parts, hmm. and the heat is being applied, yeah. and the heat is forcing a lot of the water out. And what we're going to be left with is the true size of the church, and we're, so we're starting to see that that's more. Right. So it has more flavor. It has more usefulness. Mm, I love and that. And I'm sure it's very pleasing to God. Yeah, I, I love that, that the faux church is, is what I've called it for years. The faux church out here is falling away. Uh, the remnant is just fine. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Uh, and actually, if you look at convictional ch- Christian church attendance from the early 1900s to today, uh, it's it's remained at about 20% of the nation, convictional regular church attendance. Then you got all the other stuff on top of it. And all that stuff, like you said, is all being boiled off. It's like the, the dross if you're dealing with silver or gold. Uh, but but chicken stock, is that's such a great way of looking at it. Uh, in terms of the boy problem, Bob, from your perspective, having gone through West Point and retired from the Army, thank you for your service. Uh, did you ever see a, did you ever think you would see a day? I mean, you were around men's men for a long time. Did you ever see a day when you, when this boy problem would uh, be as bad as it is? No, I never would have thought that we would be in the, the place we are today, but the world has changed so much. And as Alan was saying, social media pressure, uh, the the pressures that the young men have today on them is just uh, so much more than I ever had to go through. I, I tell them all the time that uh, you have to toughen up because this world's coming at you much harder than it ever did any other time. 
Yeah, so I, so I guess today the Christian life is becoming a lot more like the military life when you actually are in the middle of a conflict. <laughs> That's right. There is there is a conflict, and it's a conflict for eternal consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely a big deal. When did your passion for education come along? <laughs> well, it it came along when um, I looked at what I had done in the military, and I wanted to uh, to put down a rifle and pick up a book, hmm. and I thought. Uh, that that's was needed at the time. Was there somebody or something that triggered that? It was um, my wife. All right, hold that thought. <laughs> Which, <laughs> the fact that I teach it all is because of my wife. Alan, you can throw down here anytime you want in the next break about how God has used your wife to move us into the right direction, which is uh, more often than I tell young guys all the time. If and when you get married, listen to your wives. Otherwise, you're an idiot. We'll be right back. Yeah, after Friday, December 22nd, good luck in hearing Coldplay and Christian radio anywhere in the country. Let me just say that. Uh, welcome back. It's Steve Noble and the Steve Noble Show. Steve, what are you talking about? Go to Facebook today. You'll see what's going on. I recorded uh, a couple of videos and mushed them together uh, yesterday, just explaining in this sh- uh, another shift in, in my life and my calling, <clears throat> which is why radio will be ending. Live radio will end on Friday, December 22nd. Uh, the podcast will kick off sometime in January when I feel like it. And uh, But I'll get there, and, and that'll be once a week. It could be more if something comes up, but I'll, I'll commit to doing once a week. And that will be longer than the radio show. I can guarantee you that. I don't have to worry about the clock. I don't have to worry about commercials. And uh, I'll, be a little, uh, I'll be a little more focused on that. And it's going to be interesting to, to switch to that format. But that'll keep going if you want to get on the email list, and I'll teach you how to get a podcast if you're, let's say, 50 or older and you struggle with that because <clears throat> you probably already can do that on your phone. You just don't know how. I'll help you. I'm here to serve. Uh, just text my name, Steve, to 66866. Okay, that's all you need to do. And if that doesn't make any sense, ask anybody under 30. Text my name, Steve, to 66866. That'll get you on the email list. We'll let you know about the podcast when that gets started in January. Uh, but education is near and dear to my heart. It's altering the trajectory of my life, which I'm thrilled about. And uh, somebody that I've learned a lot from and, and watched and admired for years is my good friend, Alan Hahn from Iron Academy, the founder and the CEO. That's not chief executive offered. That's chief. Uh, educational officer, as well as Bob Newman, who's in his fourth year teaching math at Iron Academy, who uh, is a uh, West Point grad, retired from the Army, headmaster in South Korea, Afghanistan, and Argentina. And and you were talking about, because I asked you when this passion for learning came about, and you put down a rifle, pick up a book, but then you mentioned your wife. So let's hear the rest of that story. Well, um, my wife and I were uh, driving back to Fort Belvoir where we were stationed. I was stationed at the Pentagon, and uh, we got in a serious car accident. And the uh, long and short of it was it, uh, it gave her a serious brain injury, and she lost most of the ability to uh, remember or to take care of our family. And uh, that brought me into a position where I had to be a primary caregiver. Mm. And that, that meant that... Uh, I was not able to to go overseas and do things anymore. I, I was focused on taking care of my wife and my family, and that just was a an eye opening experience to um, have that responsibility. And uh, the military had said that you're not going to be able to stay in the military because of this. You need to think about what would be good for your your wife mm-hmm. and your life. And so uh, I was sent to a reserve base 
and started spending some time and said, what could I do? And I wanted to do something that would help people. And education was always pro important for me, so I thought it would be important to give back. So I went uh, back to school to become a teacher. And um, then uh, after my wife passed away, uh, became a full-time missionary mm -hmm. overseas. So with all your years of educational experience, leadership training, once you came into contact with Iron Academy and God put Iron Academy on your radar screen with Alan, uh, compare and contrast all your previous experience with what you're experiencing and doing at Iron Academy. Well, the, the biggest difference between Iron Academy and any other Christian school I've been associated with is a typical Christian school will have education as the predominance and along with the education, we're gonna give you a little bit of character. Iron Academy is about character first and foremost, and it will mm -hmm. use education as the tool to build the mm -hmm. character. It just comes in what is most important. Right. That is, uh, that's why I pointed at you, because that's exactly what drives me. So I tell parents, listen, I'm, I like guacamole. I made a bunch of it the other night for our uh, grandson's first birthday. We had uh, we had a celebration for a marriage. We had a birthday party, but we had a bunch of Mex. We did like a Mexican bar thing, and I love guacamole. I make a lot of guacamole. So to me, a tortilla chip is just a delivery mechanism because we haven't evolved. I'll use that on purpose. We haven't evolved yet to the point where I can just stick my hand in the bowl or just use a spoon. That's what I would prefer to do. I just want to get the guac in my belly. The tortilla chip is just a mechanism. I look at education the same way. I, I teach important subjects like you guys do. U.S. history, world history, civics, Christian ethics. Those are the ones I teach. Those are important subjects. They are, they're valuable in and of themselves. But they're not as important as developing a worldview and a gospel heart in a young Christian man or woman. That's the, that's the guacamole. That's what I'm after. <clears throat> I use the chip to get there. And that's what you're saying. Yes. Education is not, and we've turned education and what college you go to, especially in the Christian, private Christian world, Christian school world, into a big, fat, golden calf. There. And by the way, that's not the first time I've said that. Right? I've said it often. I think that's what we've done because that gets, gets the money flowing and your kids are going to go to the best schools because that's what Jesus wants for you is for you to get into UNC Chapel Hill. <laughs> that's what he died for so that you could be a Tar Heel. That's garbage. The heart, the character, the mind are way more important than the college. Yes. Right? I think we're all exactly. talking about the exact same thing. Alan, yeah. you want to jump in there? Oh, I couldn't agree. Obviously. I, but I believe God takes his hand of providence away from us if all we are is a school. Yes. If we're a school first and Amen. foremost, if we're about the education, if we're about the AP classes, about the dual enrollment, before we are about allying with families to reveal his perfect design for these young men, he takes it all away uh, because there are plenty of schools out there like that. And, and I believe we're very good at the educational part, uh, mostly because we treat them like young men and we're, we're, we're good at figuring that out. But that's not why we exist. Yeah, you get a little Christ along the way, you're going to get a great education and be able to compete, get the great jobs. Provided yeah, you don't get in trouble. Right. Uh, you get <clears throat> grades. You must be a really good Christian. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I love that. You, you get away from that kind of development. You'll lose God's blessing and all of a sudden, when you said that, I had a Seinfeld moment 
And I was remembering the soup Nazi guy. Mm. Remember him? No soup for you! <laughs> and, and I think that's what happens when a school focuses. Uh, I'm not, none of us are saying education is not important. It no. is. Uh, the training of the mind is important, but it's not as important as the training of the soul and the training of the heart and the training of the character. So uh, how do you do that in an Iron Academy context? From, from you, Bob, with a military background, then you, Alan, because you've been teaching for how long? Oh, 25 years. Okay. So, okay. Bob. Well, I think part of it is is because the pressure is so strong, then you need to bring a counter pressure against it. And one thing about Iron Academy is it's not just a school. It is a partnership with parents. Mm -hmm. And part of, part of our school year is spent on accountability days where parents and students come in. And they're going to talk about what's it like at home? Are we seeing, oh, you, are we mm -hmm. seeing you at school different from you at yes. home? And so it's an involvement between the parents and the teachers. And the parents and the teachers get together and say, where is this young man? If you sweep something under the rug or don't examine it fully, it's just going to get worse. But if you'll take the young man and the young man will stand up and make a presentation on their goals and what their successes have been and what their struggles have been to both the faculty and to the parents. Wow. And, and that brings amazing things happen. Amazing clarity happens. Amazing teamwork and bonds yeah. form because we're both investing in these young men. Well, that, that's that. If you really want to know who Steve Noble is, yes, it's, it, you, you can find out a lot by listening to the radio. But that's incomplete. You want to get a full picture? Go sit down and talk to my wife and my four kids. And then you're, not, then you're going to find out I'm, I'm probably not the Steve Noble you thought I was. I'm a regular one, which is a, sin, a sinner. But, but Alan, what do, what do you say on that one? Yeah, I would, I would even, as an illustration of this, uh, we often talk about one of our greatest failures. Uh, and I won't mention the first name just because they might be listening, but we'll call him G. And we had this young man for several years, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. He came in. He did all his homework, very smart, never got in trouble. He left in 8th grade at the same level because he was good enough. And we were never able to push him beyond that because he was good enough. Mm. And that's not what we're after. It doesn't matter whether we're starting at a low level or high level. As long as we're pursuing that path of righteousness and we're growing, we're pleased with that. But if we're happy with where we are, that's a failure. That's, we can never – well, I guess theologically the sanctification process right. is, is you have to be moving or you're off. Right. You have to be moving forward, and we always have to be being sharpened. And so our greatest failure was one of those who was good enough and didn't need to be pushed. So with our guys, we're always pushing with, with each other. We're pushing. Uh, it's about walking that same path that path of righteousness. So I was reading recently, here's Iron Academy in, nut, in a nutshell, Fight Club. Yeah. And this is going to scare some of our mothers, but that's <laughs> not what I mean. And so what I mean by that, I was reading J.C. Ryle. He writes in 1850s. He writes a book called Holiness. Yes. And he says, we're definitely called to be holy. If we are called to be holy, we must fight. And when I, when I read that, I was like, oh, Fight Club. That's exactly what – we have to fight for our relationships. We have to fight for our wives. We have to fight for our children. We have to fight for our community. We have to fight to be, for God to be who he called us to be. And if we're not doing that in today's culture and in every culture before this, 
we are failing to live the life of Christ, yeah. to pursue that righteousness. Yeah, you're a lifelong learner. You're always growing. You're always maturing. Yeah. <clears throat> that doesn't get perfected until you get to heaven. In the meantime, we've got work to do, and we've got to fight the fight. Fighting our own flesh, I would add, fighting the temptations of the world, the flesh and the devil, uh, is a, is an everyday thing. How do you fight it? How do you build uh, young men of honor and courage? That's why we're talking to Alan and Bob. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. IronAcademy.org is the website here in the Raleigh area. IronAcademy.org. We'll see if the Lord's going to change that one of these days. IronAcademy.org. So if you have sons or grandsons and they're uh, working their way towards sixth grade, or maybe they're already in sixth through twelfth, somewhere in that range, you definitely need to check out IronAcademy.org. You were mentioning Alan. Alan Hahn is here, of course, the CEO and founder. And uh, Bob is here as well. Uh, who's been teaching there at Iron Academy for year for four years, Bob Newman? You you mentioned that that the the families that are coming to Iron Academy, are, it sounded like they're different today than they were eleven years ago. Are they a little more intentional? A little more. We've always had great families, Steve. And I I know, <laughs> but yes. I know that. Yes, but as as, as the whole. pressure gets greater, you yes. start separating out, and some people are going to be like, okay. Like people will take my classes online because they know the way I'm teaching is different than what they can get in other places. And they'll they'll settle for an online class experience as opposed to getting an in-person class experience because yeah. they're like, this is more important. So you're just you're, you're it's like Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. You ring a certain bell in Iron Academy. Certain people hear it. Yeah, that's my that's my the point. battle. The battle lines are definitely drawn and there there is no equivocation. We are full of foxhole families, and mm. and and we're we're Another good we're line. combating the culture, no doubt. Yeah, there's there's no room for equivocation right now. <laughs> yeah, foxhole. These are families. the souls of our kids. Yes, it's a big deal. Is I mean we I mean, listen, Bob, you go to West Point, you're in the army, you retired army. I mean, it's one thing to die on the field of battle; it's another thing to die eternally. It's even more important to live. Yes. The right life to help others. Yes, that's right. Die in service to others. And so that's why we celebrate a couple times a year. We have Memorial Day. We have Veterans Day. And we look at these things. What's next? What's going on at Iron Academy? We're in year 11. Uh, uh, what's on the horizon? The building program. Uh, because you, you have your facility now, which is awesome. Enrollment, all kinds of what's going on. And yeah. then a radical. you put a note here, Alan Hahn. Uh-oh. Radical Jesus culture, which starts to sound a lot like the Jesus revolution of the 1968 through 72. So I'll go with that. I'm okay with Are we that. going bell bottoms is now required <laughs> at Iron Academy? No, but it is radical, and it's not a radical Trump flag or a radical Biden flag. It's radical. I'm submitting my life to Jesus Christ. Which and, is radical. And so we're seeing that in our family culture. We're seeing that in the young men. Uh, but honestly, I see... Iron Academy over the next several years being one of the hardest places to get into in in North Carolina, uh, and that and that's not really what we're after. What we're after is uh, we're not after all the geniuses. We're not. We, we don't want to look like other schools. We don't want to be the most beautiful school, but we want 
and, and Bob and I have talked about this, if you get into, I went to Appalachian undergrad. If I get into Appalachian undergrad and they drive me, drive me, drive me, I say, well, I can, I can go do that anywhere. I'm going to, over here. If I get into West Point and they drive me, drive me, drive me, I'm sticking it out. Yeah. What we want to be able to increasingly do is to draw as much of, of the, the, the Jesus DNA in these young men, how he designed them perfectly, to reveal that as much as possible. And that doesn't mean to, to drive them uncomfortably, but for us to be, be what he's made us to be. Yeah. We've gotten so happy with, you know, we talked about students who keep their nose clean and get their good grades. Well, that's the adult Christian too. Right. We do the right things and yeah. we say the right things. We don't do the wrong things. We must be really strong Christians. God has so much bigger plans yes. for us to, than us just to be passably good in a culture that's rotten. Yeah, I think we settle for a whole lot less than what the Lord wants to give us. Yes. And I think you've experienced that, Bob. I mean, everybody would look at that. Wow, West Point. That's impressive. And it is. Uh, retired military. That's impressive. And it is. But your life is different now and probably deeper than it was back then. Oh, yes, yes. I was retired. And uh, my only thing was I was a greeter at our church when Alan Hahn came up to me. <laughs> he said, what are you doing? Uh-oh. And uh, four years later, I'm still I'm still doing it. But, uh, no, I had uh, I have never seen a school like Iron Academy. And uh, I I really, truly believe that in this day and age when, uh, you know, the the pressures against Christianity are so great, Christianity is going to rise to the challenge. Well, she always has, hasn't she? And she has and she will continue. We have a pretty good track record of that. Uh, so what's on the horizon, Alan? What's going on at Iron Academy? What's on the horizon? By the way, ironacademy.org, okay, sons and grandsons uh, getting up towards sixth grade, or maybe they're already there, uh, and, and you need to check it out. If you don't check it out and you're intentional, you love the Lord, you want your sons or grandsons to love the Lord, follow the Lord, be impactful for the Lord, and you don't check it out, I'm going to call that dereliction of duty, if you don't mind, Bob. All right, yeah. Alan, so what's, what's in the future? Well, I mentioned Fight Club, but that's yeah. actually coming out. Uh, that's for our fathers. And it's not for them to, to go hit on each other and bang <laughs> each other up, but it's to fight for their families Amen. and to bring their sons into manhood, uh, for them to learn how to do it together, for us to do this thing together. I see, I see multiple campuses for Iron Academy. We've got people who want it from all over the state. We've had people from Colorado, Texas, mm -hmm. Florida. I see, the, I see those things in the future, maybe after I'm gone, who knows. Uh, but I do see those things because our, our culture needs it more and more. Yeah. And... We're getting better and better at it and ready to share these things. Uh, but if God doesn't choose to do that, uh, we're going to bloom where we're planted. We're going to be the very best at what he's called us to be as we can be. And what's, what's going on over there in terms of the facility, the physical plant? Uh, so we'll be submitting plans to the city rather soon. And, you know, there's that word soon, right? <laughs> uh, and city. Strategically. In the same uh, sentence. To build up the, the facilities there for uh, new gym space, new field space, all those kind of things. But we definitely never want to be a school about the facilities. Uh, we don't want to be Amen. the spoiled kids or the yeah. rich kids. We want to be the young men who are pushing hard, uh, who are exemplary in many ways, but, but glorifying God in a culture that desperately needs that. And you mentioned your daughters and, uh, you know, we never have existed to, to be, to provide good husbands for, for good young women, but you know, we're okay with that. Yeah. You know, we, cause if, if, if our school graduates aren't great husbands, that's right. And great fathers, Forget what it. have we done? That's the family. 
If they destroy the family, to destroy the members culture. of the church. If they aren't serving right. Jesus Christ in those ways, in those ways that they are definitely called to do, we have failed and we have no reason to exist. Well, again, on the educational side, and we're all three there on this, uh, I think for years, decades, mm, probably 130 years now, uh, we've been top down. Go take the White House, yada, yada, yada. Uh, progressives have been bottom up. Starting in the late 1800s, they took over the educational system. And, and so you... Lincoln said, if you want to know what the, the country's going to look like in the next generation, go sit in a school. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And, and that's why I have no problem walking away from this microphone, talking to our crowd to go spend my time with them. Because the answer culturally from a, a kingdom impact is not with us. It's with them. And, and we owe them that. I think we owe the Lord that. And, and it's an incredible opportunity now more than ever. Right, Bob? What do you think about all that? I think uh, you're right about the opportunity. I think that we need to uh, we need to just reflect on the on the, the dangers that happen if we don't do it. Mm. You know, Edmund Burke talked about a few good men. Yeah. And uh, it's not the numbers as more as, as it is the the willingness to fight and stand up and say, this is not going to happen on my watch. That's right. Well, that's Ezekiel. That's the watchman on the wall. That's right. If you do your job and the people struggle, that's not on you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do your job and the people struggle and perish, their blood is on your hands. Uh, I look at the I look at the next generation that way. Mm-hmm. I think in in the, in the in the homeschooling world, I think we've done it. In Christian education, I think we've done it. We've done the same thing that we complain about in the public school system. You push them through the program and expect that it's going to be okay. They went to church all the time. They went to youth group. They got baptized fourteen times. They went to summer camp. Blah 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 blah. And unless we're intentionally teaching them and walking with them and engaging them where they're at with a lot of intensity, raising the bar, like you guys have already said, uh, you're just sticking them in a Play-Doh machine. We're we're old enough to know. You stick the Play-Doh in over here. You push the handle down. Out out pops the perfect gold star on this end. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-uh. It ain't working. I've taught a a thousand students now in 11 years. Uh, Largely, I'm not impressed. There's a huge need. And that's why... We're doing what we're doing and, and what you're doing at Iron Academy. Invite people to check it out, Alan. we got about uh, two minutes left. Yeah. Come to ironacademy.org. Check us out. Uh, come for a tour. You know, if you come for a tour one morning, watch convocation, meet the guys. We had some people in the other day. We've had all kinds of tours. We've had all kinds of shadows this year. They come in, and almost invariably, they're blown away by the guys coming up and introducing themselves. Right. Uh, and, and they do it all the time. With, and and, and God always provides the right ones to do it. But uh, th- there's a sense of love on campus that mm. you just don't see each other because we're, we're all about community. And, and, and if you go to so many campuses now, you don't see the no. love. You don't see the community because we have these digital divides that our children mm-hmm. are able to, if they get kicked too hard in Taekwondo class, well, we're out of here. We're going to this one where they don't kick as hard or whatever it is. We've got to overcome these obstacles. So we intentionally limit our grades to 15 per grade. And sure, there are disadvantages to that, but the advantages are we must learn how to live in community with each other. We don't always have to like each other, but yeah. we have to love one another right. well. Yeah, and there, there's a big difference there. And, and in this generation, that's why we now call They're officially the loneliest generation <laughs> because they really don't have deep connectivity. You have to foster that, uh, and it's not easy, but it, it can be done if you do it intentionally. So go check it out. That's the best way to do it. Uh, go to the website, absolutelyironacademy.org. 
Uh, but get over there. Get yourself over there, your spouse over there, your son, your grandson over there, uh, and go get a whiff of it for yourself. I'm telling you, there's nothing else like it out there, which is why it's so important. IronAcademy.org. Alan, a pleasure as always. We'll do podcasts together, so it's like we're never going to do this again. I look forward to it. Uh, epigenetics. Bob, epigenetics. Now I have to read more. Bob, thanks for being here. Thank sure. you for your service. Thank you. And thanks for sharing. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.